3: This is Michael Kahl, this world. Started on Venice Beach, now he reaching the world. He'll make you laugh till your stomach hurts. Super fly, nice guy. And pray if you need the word. Roll the to the nuns. Come on, get ready for the star search winner. And OG three times, this ain't no beginner. Whether you in your house, you on your break after out to dinner. On your job, in your car, turn it up it's a movie. Michael Kahl, Michael talks to everybody. Michael Kahl, Michael talks to everybody. Michael
2: Kahl, Michael talks to everybody. You know what?
4: I'm black. This is my Gaia and Michael. Talk to everybody. You can ask. I can talk to everybody so far. if I haven't talked to you yet, I'm on my way. I'm coming to see you. Hey man, I love this show. Uh you know we're doing three a week, every week. So uh if you got this one, and you really liked it. Make sure you listen to all of them, man. Make sure you subscribe. Um to today, when I say I talk to everybody, this is somebody that's everybody. This guy, to me, not only is he legend, but just a great man, uh, a sharp brother, and I'm honored to have him here. He was the national the Republican National Committee's chairman. He's a great with a great attorney. This dude this stuff, this is the first African American even elected to the, the major office in Maryland. I mean this guy, the boy bad. He bad. Please get your hands together uh for Michael Steele right here. He's also there we I are love it. there we are look look, <laughs> I'm hanging out with the king of love.
5: I don't know what else I can do with my day at this point. I Folks, just so y'all know, my, Michael and I have, a, as 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 odd as it sounds, a, a connected history. And yeah, I, I just I just have nothing but admiration and love for this brother. And it's such a pleasure to be on with you, man.
4: Thank you, brother. It's it's, it's a mutual admiration society yeah. right here, brother. Yep. I appreciate you. I love you. I love how you always stood in your principles and your convictions. Sometimes these people don't agree with you. You know, they say, oh, say yeah. you know, but. You still got to be you. You can't be caring about what nobody is. It's funny
5: you say that, because I I tell particularly young political uh, types who are looking to break into politics. I say what I want you to do is I want you to go uh, stand in your bathroom and look in the mirror. Look at the person in front of you and tell me whether or not you like that person. And if you like that person that you see in that moment, then when you get into this game, go back into that bathroom and see if you still like them. Hmm. Because if you don't, then you know you've messed up. If you cannot be anchored in who you really are and who you truly love and like in yourself, you can only imagine what the rest of us are going to think about you. Yes. So so it's important. And I think we see that play out every day. There are men and women in our politics today, especially on my side of the aisle, Mm -hmm. um, who need to go stand in that bathroom and look in that mirror because – it's, it's become like a Dorian Gray
4: portrait
5: right now, baby.
4: Well, I'm just glad I got you on today because this is a wonderful time for our news cycle, for all the stuff going on. First of all, I want to say we're not unlike each other. Unfortunately, you you don't have the ability to grow a beard, but you have a lovely mustache. Uh, but we both must go to the same barber because I hear are do. slick, slick, slick. And I'm one year older than you. That's it. Yes, okay. Yeah. And so no, we're we- still It was like,
5: it went to, you know, we, we're those Irish twins. <laughs>
4: Yes, and we still looking good, and we healthy, and we strong, and we doing what we love to do, man. So, folks, the last time I
5: ran into Michael, literally ran into Michael, was about three months ago on the streets of New York. Right. I, was, I was walking in one direction, he was walking in another, and this brother was looking fine. He, was, <laughs> he had his chapeau on, and yes, he had his suit. I don't know where he was coming from or where he was going to, but wherever it was, it was about to be a good time.
4: And I didn't know if you recognized me at first. We was like three blocks from that that triangle at yeah. Times Square. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's Michael. I got to holler at you. You know what impresses me about you and always will is that even when you were in your office, the the, the National uh, Republican uh, National Convention, and you were the, comm- the chairman, e- even when you were in that office, you bought my book yeah. on Barack Obama, yeah. my my children's book. And I was like, the Republican bought my book. Yes. It meant it meant the we world took, to me. We brother. took a photo with it. We put it. Yeah, yes. absolutely. yeah I love that. Let me ask you this. Are y'all friends?
5: I'm uh, not 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 like you and I are.
4: No, <laughs> right, right, right.
5: I, I don't know. No, I, have, I have respect for for President Obama. Uh, I knew him from back when he was a U.S. senator. In fact, he came into office uh, about uh, into the Senate about a year Mm -hmm. after I got elected lieutenant governor of Maryland. So for a period, I I was the only African-American serving statewide in the country that he got elected. So it was just the two of us uh, in the entire United States. Um, Wow. And uh, so I I have been in space with him ever since then. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, people like to say, you know, this, that, the other thing. But one thing I say about Barack, he's as partisan as the next guy. Um, but yeah. he is, you know, he's he was a good public servant. Uh, we had our battles um, when I was RNC chairman <laughs> and he was president. Um, I yeah. wasn't much of a fan of of uh, nationalized health care um, and fought that battle with him. But it was never personal. I never talked about his birthday. But
4: we got it. Na 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 Look, okay, and look and, you know, I can't.
5: I can't. I can't scream about it because it was the Republican plan originally. So I. <laughs>
4: Oh, <laughs> go on, take your credit, yeah, then, that, oh. that
5: was the that plan was the Heritage <laughs> 1992 healthcare plan, which always amazes me that Republicans started screaming about um, Obamacare. And I was like, well, you know, Mitt Romney passed the same
4: thing up in Massachusetts. Jesus. We didn't want no <laughs> Mitt Romney care. You, you, that probably didn't even work. Um, but no, but plan, so let so- on that
5: point, Michael. And I think it's important, folks. Here's the deal: when you look at that period. You know, for me, it was about the principle and the policy It was about a philosophy of the role of government and and how, you Mm -hmm. know, the president saw it one way. And as a national chairman, the the loyal opposition, I saw it another way. Uh, Mitch McConnell saw Mm -hmm. it another way. The reality is we can't even have that kind of a conversation today, Michael. We can't we can't get, um, you know, the the Republican. president in the room with the, the Democratic speaker of the House when Nancy Pelosi was there uh, without without it turning into a crap show. So, you know, it, it it does matter the kind of people we have in political life, in political office, and whether or not, despite our political differences, they're willing to do the servant's work of finding a way to, to work towards consensus and getting something done.
4: Uh, but aren't we... Sort of missing the original point of why we came together, left England, came together the country to have a certain amount of fairness, so there'd be two different sides who could have their opposing opinion, but do it in a respectful way, with the ultimate goal being to embetter our country and make the country yeah. better as a whole. That I think that's how oh, that that's was the, the original that,
5: that, point. That, look, that, that's what they wrote down in the book. That's what. <laughs>
4: <laughs> they in the but they didn't throw the book out the window. Ain't nobody trying to play the game fair anymore, you know?
5: No, they don't. And 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 the consequence is the kind of vitriolic, race-based, fear-mongering, white nationalist, um, authoritarian uh, kind of politics that we see emerging, especially on the right. And and I think it's important for us to recognize where those trend lines ultimately end. It does not end at a spot where you get something done. It ends in a spot where less and less gets done. And the founding, the foundations of democracy, my friend, tend to weaken.
4: Well, I need us to start thinking in terms of loving the country as a whole, instead of breaking it into little pieces. Well, this part is my people, and this part is your people, and we're gonna fight your people. We're supposed to all be in this together, all all the way back to the thirteen colonies when they cut up the snake and said, you know. If you you could divide it up, if you want to, but you're gonna kill the snake, right, right, You know that's crazy. And, and Biden, he turns ninety six next Tuesday. Wouldn't he be <laughs> a little old to run? <laughs> <again>? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Then <laughs> I don't know. You might not want to speak on it because he did. He he did endorse you in twenty twenty. So. Turns nine- <laughs>
5: <laughs> I like that joke. And next time you say, yeah, Biden turns 101 next Thursday. <laughs> right, yeah. uh, um, look, so we're, we're, we're having this conversation uh, on the day in which the president has announced his reelection uh, effort
4: right. to, to run right. for reelection. And they only had to wake him up twice to finish. And they the only sentence. had to wake him up twice <laughs> to finish. <that. laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm not taking it aside. I just think it's funny. <laughs> I ain't okay.
5: going to argue with it. Um, look, but here's the, here's the rub. When I'm 80, I want to be able to fly around the world, host meetings with heads of state, do an hour long uh, speech outdoors in Ireland on, on a hyped up stage. Um, I want to be able to give a national address to the country in which I negotiate my political opposition out of position on health care, national secu- uh, health care, Medicare and Medicaid when it comes to uh, the national debt. Right. Uh, look, all of this talk about Biden and his faculties um, is is baloney. Um, and I, I don't think. You need to put a lot of stock in that. I, I laugh at the fact that the very people who complain about Joe Biden being president are the same ones who will fall all over themselves to get a ticket to see 80-year-old Mick Jagger uh, dance on the stage. So, mm-hmm. you know, age, age is not an indication of anything but a number until you make it more than that. And, and Joe Biden right now has shown he has the capacity to do the job and the willingness to do it. And over the next 13, 14 months, we as a country will evaluate that relative to who the Republicans put up. And right now that looks like Donald Trump. Yikes. Uh, and so who's also uh, damn near close to 80 and will, if not, if not uh, at 80 and So, so. there we are.
4: His hair is four. His hair, yes, his hair had a birthday last Thursday. And uh, they all went down to mar and lago And other people with weaves showed up. It was beautiful. The hair thing it was crazy. If your hair was orange, you got extra treatment. I'm sorry. It was the wigs. Remember the wigs and the Tories? I'm just saying Biden is old enough to remember the wigs in the Tories. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. So other people are saying he's too old. I don't, I don't think about that. I just think Trump is too crazy. I'd I rather take old crazy than today. dangerous and crazy. I'll take that anytime. You know, anything that's going to turn the country against each other. I ain't part of that because that ain't good for the country. It was good for the country. Well, how
5: how then, Michael? Do do you process? Okay, so I got an 80 year old guy who has who has gotten Republicans to agree with him on an infrastructure bill, which now people are beginning Mm. to see the benefits of Mm -hmm. an inflation reduction uh, legislation, which has worked to reduce inflation from, from the high of 10% to now less than 6% versus uh, a, a guy who tells his audience that they cheated the last election. I actually won. They lied. And I am your retribution. So, so that's your choice,
4: folks. That's your choice. But, but aren't the Republicans kind of hypnotized right now? It seems like whatever Trump say. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And Trump is saying some of the ugliest stuff and the crazy, uh, but even more than anything else, it's the most divisive yeah. stuff. Did you yeah, ever heard? Yeah, it is.
5: And it, and and the test in the for the party is going to be: Do Americans buy that? Do that? Is that what we want over the next four years? Do we want mm-hmm. a, a president who is about taking out retribution against his political opponents, or do we want a president who's actually going to move us back to work? Continue to grow the economy, stabilize our relationships abroad, deal with an aggressive bear in in the former Soviet Union, um, and and, and try to um, create a pathway and a lane for the country to prosper uh, on a number of fronts, not just economically, but in our relationships one to the other, dealing with gun violence in the country, dealing with race-related issues, so there's a lot on the plate for any person when it comes to being president. How they do that job should be more than I want to take revenge against those I don't like.
4: And plus, how's a criminal running? <laughs> well,
5: for president? There's, no law the, there's no law on the books nor constitutional ban.
4: See, I don't know the Constitution, Michael Steele. Nowhere in the Constitution does it say a criminal can't run for president?
5: No, it just, it just, it just says you've got to be a, a natural born United States citizen and over 35 years of age. So you're good.
4: So a felon could come out after 20 years and have a hell of a campaign and win yeah, and be president? because,
5: because vote. felons don't have the right to vote.
6: <laughs> well, he don't care about he his vote. vote. If,
4: <laughs> if he can get your vote. He, he can't, can't vote for himself, go but go he can just get. <laughs> All right, let's get off some. Of this. We got to take a break and come back. When we come back, I want to talk to you. I want to know where's your stand on reparations and how you feel about Dr. Phil's statement. Did you hear his statement? We'll be right back. We got to take a quick, quick break, sell some soap or something. We're going to take a pause for the calls. See you in a minute. Michael talks to everybody. How'd we do today? We did good. Good. The Black Effect
1: presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: And we're Black. I mean, and we're back. I am here with my main man, 100 Grand, uh, Michael Steele, he's the only Republican I even talked to, and he's <laughs> fabulous, you know, he's been in the game a long time and only brought excellence at every at every turn um, I love and applaud the fact that you did so well and you were adopted, Yeah, you know what I'm saying, so you have adoptive yeah. parents that came and loved you up, and look at you, you just I mean, you really stand tall in in your work and well, in your integrity I,
5: I, I've been blessed, Michael, I, I really have my, my uh, adoptive mother uh, Will turn ninety six
4: in June. And Wait, and she came from a sharecropper. Share, you remember,
5: yeah? She was the she was a sharecropper's daughter. Um, mm-hmm. She worked the sharecropping fields in South Carolina as a young girl, and uh, was pulled out of school in the fifth grade to to work the farm because the family needed the labor, uh, and they needed to earn the money. Um, and my dad. Uh, wait, wait.
4: Mama put you through school being a Yes, she did.
5: So my so the, the round up that story. So mm-hmm. when I was adopted, um, my mom had been married for a short time, um, could not have children of her own. Decided She and her husband to adopt. Um, and I was adopted about six months after I was born. And my father. My adoptive father was unfortunately um, uh, a very, very, very bad alcoholic, a uh, very bad disease mm. that caught him. He died at 36
4: mm-hmm. from what? cirrhosis
5: of the liver at 36.
4: Wow. My father at 51 died. He was an alcoholic 2 three. He would drink a fifth of booze a day and smoke three and a half packs of Paul mall cigarette. You know, Paul mall like smoking wood. Wasn't no, wasn't no filter or nothing. Same thing at 51. His heart just exploded. Go ahead. Go ahead.
5: Yeah. And, um, so my, that happened to my dad at 36. And, and so mom remarried, uh, about four or five years later. And my, my, uh, Stepdad um, will be ninety-two in October, so I I am blessed. Uh, They they have cared and loved um, for me and my sister uh, Monica. You know my sister Monica; she's the former Mrs. Mm -hmm. Mike Tyson. Um, And um, it it is it is it has been a journey of joy and and that has its moments like every family and with, you know, ups and downs and pain, but she is, she is my angel and my star. And she just, she kept, she taught me a lot, uh, how to be a man, how to, to be a responsible person. And, and it's funny when I, when I told her that I was becoming, when when I turned 18, I was joined the Republican party. My mother looked at me and she said, why why would you go do that? And I just looked at her and I said, I said, because you raised me well. And she raised me to be an independent thinker, which has gotten me into more trouble than than most would want to stand. But, again, getting back to how we started the conversation, my friend, I can look in the mirror and like the guy I see because, you know, that's how my mama raised me.
4: Come on, man. You know, I'm doing a one-man play around the country called Uh Michael Cage's Mama. And it's all about how my mother raised me in my whole life. And the one thing I say in each show is, my mother is the reason I love who I look at That's when it. I look in the mirror. You know what I'm saying? Because we we were, we were blessed to have someone who yeah. cares for us like that. But what about Dr. Fu? I mean, Dr. <sighs> Phil. Um, how how could he say that it would be drastic and disastrous if you give black people the money they got coming? Did you hear his statement? Uh, yeah. You they, yeah. The so, statement? yeah.
5: So it's all about the it's uh, uh, at the end of the day it's how white folks view reparations. Yeah. Um, and,
4: and mm. they view that it's good for everybody but us. Go
5: and ahead. because they've pretty much given it to everybody else but us. Um, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the reality of it is, it's it's an old trope. We're, we're not responsible. We don't know what to do with our money. We just waste it, da 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 da. But that's my business. It ain't yours. If it's due, exactly. it's due. <laughs> If I
4: don't Yeah, if, if you I don't me pay the bill,
5: I, I, and I want to spin it on something else. Guess what? That's on me. That's not on you. That's your stuff. But again, it's it's the same, it's the same narrative that we hear from ignorant people. Um who But
4: Michael, how could he say that kind of a statement when the person that created him is a black woman? If it wasn't for Oprah, we wouldn't even know that food existed. So how could he say well it it would be ridiculous and disastrous to give black people a large amount of money like that cuz you see what they did when they got uh the rep the other thing when they got it for uh for covid how they threw the money around and, and that's, gave it so that's back a and be and that's, that's, again, that's, all of that, that, it it is a still lie.
5: more of the of the of the stereotyped bs about mm-hmm. about black folks um and and you know what we do. How do you the hell you know what people did? They paid their bills just like everybody
4: else did. And with the extra money, they bought crack. They but they, pay, paid pay, they paid their bills. The bills. That's what's important. They took care of the real stuff. <laughs>
5: oh, the, the, the reality, the reality <laughs> of it is, you know, and it is true. People will always tell you who they are, um, and so mm-hmm. it don't matter that Oprah created him because he is who he is. So he is that person. Yes. He was that person then, and he's that person now. And, and so what do we take from it? Tell Dr. Phil to shut the hell up.
6: <laughs> That's you know, that, I mean,
5: what else? What else? What else do you want me to do? Um, look, there are issues related to the economics in the black community that go beyond what this idiot has to say about mm-hmm. reparations or anything else. Um, but when you talk about what we did with the money and what we do with the money, well, guess what? Mm-hmm. Dr. Phil is Dr. Phil because we invested in him through Oprah. We watched her show. She promoted him. And then we, we bought into that. And, and we, yes. we <laughs> said, OK, so you got her imprimatur on you. You OK. And now you're going to show us your ass like that. How
4: that works? Mm-hmm. So, look, mm-hmm. all of these
5: things at, at some point come back, and then they tell us a lot about the struggle, the journey, the effort that we still have to make as a community, despite our successes, despite what we've done to build this thing called America, despite our our, our efforts to create generational wealth within our community, and and those efforts. Mm-hmm. That are deliberately and otherwise designed to prevent that from happening. And yet and still America is America because black folks made it such.
4: Thank you. You know, somebody said God created black people and black people created everything else. (laughs) If you wanted a Sunday school summation, there it is. (laughs) is, Forget all that. What are we going to do about Will Smith? Uh, I'm just joking. Now listen. That, 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 that's gonna, be, that's
5: gonna require a special couch for that conversation.
4: Yes, that's a that was just a soundbite. What I really want to know is can we ever do anything about crime in Chicago? The black on black crime in Chicago seems to be the most reported, but it also is about the greatest. I'm from Chicago. Some weekends 95 people get shot. 80 people. I mean just unheard of numbers in just a weekend. It just had a riot like
5: I think part of that issue and we still we still, despite everyone's protestations to the contrary, we still in many respects are playing out the remnants, the effects of the war on crime um, from the 1980s. A lot of the remnants of that policy are still uh, a part of the policing system. They're still part of the educational system, uh, the economic system. And this just isn't about, oh, what do we do about Black-on-Black crime? What do we do to infuse Black communities with the same resources their surrounding neighboring communities have? Mm. Why is it that this public school in this part of Chicago um, is Have, has, has new books, books and and a computer teachers. lab, and all of this, and mm-hmm. the one in this neighborhood does not. So it's about how you reset the equitable tables um, that will allow uh, and create incentives uh, for uh, the community to to progress. The crime is not because black people are bad or black people are absolutely mm. criminal the crime is a result of the frustration the anger and the consequences of being in a system in which you don't see a way ahead not making an excuse this just the way it is come
4: on somebody look
5: if i cut off your pathways to a future what you're going to do is only human nature you going it's like water. water water is going to find a way to it's move gonna right go. it's going to yes, Over time yes. what's it going to do it's going to wear down the rock If, if, you know, you can build your house and the floods come, it's going to come inside the house. It's going to knock. So we're a lot like that. You know, at some point, you've got to recognize that if you don't address the systemic issues that are being manifest in criminal behavior and crime in the community, the black on black crime. Uh, and it doesn't, feel, let's be honest, Michael, it doesn't become an issue until that spews over into white neighborhoods.
4: Uh, and then everybody's alert. Then everybody's alert.
5: Then we got to do something.
4: Michael, we only got like about six minutes, and I got two more things I got to talk to you about. Okay, and this will mean you get a chance to fight now. The hell you mean you oppose bo- abortion? How are you, oh, wait, you was born Catholic? You was raised Catholic?
5: I was raised Catholic, but uh, I'm pro life. I was, I was raised, I, I was raised I was, Catholic. My son, I'm an adopted child, so I know my mother had a choice. Doesn't mean I, I don't recognize the right of a woman to choose, but I know there's a choice to choose life. Mm-hmm. My mother could have very easily chosen another way, in which case this would have been a very short conversation.
4: But so, whose who's, whose choice is it though? Isn't it her. your own individual it's choice?
5: It's hers. Yes.
4: Right. It's the woman's choice. God gave yeah. us
5: free will, Michael. There's okay. So you not? There's not a law on this planet. Mm-hmm. There's not a law on this planet that counters that. Even God recognizes that. God knows you have a free will. I mean, how many examples in the Bible do we see where, where God tests that, that will and knows he knows what you're going to do, but you have the freedom of ch- to
4: choose to yes. do the right thing or the wrong thing? Or at least the illusion of choice. I just think that God already planned everything. I don't think I don't think it's any surprise. No, no, he saw that coming. No,
5: no, you you have you have free will up to the moment you make that choice. And yes, you're right. That that is one of the little the little things that make your head spin when you think about God, who's all knowing, but yet gives you that power. Um, so for me, the reality the reality is that you have you have, and I've gotten in trouble for this. For this view, as someone who is pro-life, that doesn't mean that I cannot recognize what Deuteronomy teaches, and that is choose life, which means by the very statement in that verse of the gospel of the of the Bible right. uh, that there is a choice. Um, and so now, you're not what we have to work out in our, in our as a society and in our communities is how we protect that life. While at the same time allowing for the choices that individuals have to make when it comes to how they deal with their health, they deal with their body, et cetera.
4: But so you're not one of those people who are saying, no matter what, no abortion. I don't care if no. they get raped, no, no. abortion. No. Oh, no. okay. All right. Good. No. Then you're still sane. I love <laughs> that about you. I like your statement about gun control. What, what are you needing an assault weapon for if you're going hunting? Right. Unless you hunt negroes. <laughs> what do you need an assault weapon for
5: uh, yeah? I mean there's a reason why, Michael, people who hunt deer and other and other animals don't use an AR-15 because there's nothing left.
4: <laughs> it's too much it causes too much damage. You it's couldn't even take damage. the thing home.
5: So my my approach is we should we should take us a, take a lesson out of the book from uh Emmett Till's mother.
4: Mm.
5: Who made the very painful, but I think important decision to show America what racism did to her child, to her yes, 14-year-old child. Yes, and yes. I think it's going to take the courage of a family at some mm-hmm. point in which they show America what an AR-15 did to their seven-year-old, to their six-year-old, to their mm. high school, their high school kid, because mm. we we're disconnected from that. We're disconnected. We, we talk about these weapons in the abstract.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: And quite honestly, when you see a gunshot from a 9 millimeter, for example, it's a hole. It's just a little hole. Mm-hmm. Now, take that from a high-powered rifle or a high-powered AR-15 and see what happens. It's mm. a, very different, a de- very different result. It's a devastating result. And I think, I think we need, as a country, to confront what these weapons do. To to kids and to families and to people um, who are just out having a soda or a drink right. or hanging out at a club or trying to enjoy a barbecue at the backyard, and all of a sudden that that moment is shattered by this weapon and this argument. You know, oh well, it's not the weapon; it's the person. I mean, I'm sorry. Okay, can we can we stop again? That's all about depersonalizing and 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 sort of saying taking the weapon and saying well it has no connection to the outcome it well it has an absolute connection to the outcome um and so it just for me uh again and i've i've been ai uh, get the second amendment i support the constitution as written mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and the right that is afforded us i don't necessarily agree in absolute with the interpretation of the Second Amendment by the NRA and others today. I don't think our founders intended the absolute uh, use of firearms by every citizen.
4: Militarization of of the community?
5: We can have that debate, but we can't even get there because there are institutions and individuals out there that won't even let us have the conversation. So yeah, we we need to have that that clarifying moment when we see the shattered remains of a, of a of a grade school kid as a consequence of someone coming into that school and shooting up the school with an AR fifteen.
4: One more very deep question, Sir Benina. When are you going to announce your run for president? <laughs> I <I'm>
5: mean, <here. laughs> Joe Biden's done it today. I think I will join President Biden. No, Dude, look, they could they,
4: Would you do it?
5: Do you feel they, like they, they couldn't handle me as RNC chairman? What the hell? You come on, man,
4: brother. I, I love you. I'm so very grateful that you said yes and that you came and did no, my So I, thank I you, thank you, thank you. Yes, no, it's great. Man. I want I'm, you to come again, though. I'm gonna wait a couple of months. I want you to come again because I like just talking to you. It let's, seems like we could take any topic and really just go.
5: Let's do this. Let's have the conversation because we need more of it in the country. And it, it's good to have two brothers whose experiences overlap in some respects and don't in others, and yet are able to have mm-hmm. this kind. Of, you
4: saying you ain't never had no crack? That's, that's what you're saying. saying. All right, go ahead, saying. go ahead. Uh, go <laughs> ahead. said that's <laughs> what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> You are so fly, brother. I appreciate you so much. Hey, y'all. I'm talking to Michael Steele. You know him, the Republican National uh, Committee's chairman when 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 all stuff mattered, and he was there with wisdom. Uh, he's a M- M- NBC correspondent, so you can always turn on M- MSNBC. I can't believe we got out here without talking about the guys that got oh, fired. Yes. The white boy that got fired, who was the coldest, at least the most important cat yeah, at Fox t- t- on t- the TV,
5: wasn't he? Well, Carlson. you know, commas, or you know what. So what can we say, right? Tucker,
4: <laughs> that mother. OK, Tucker Carlson, man, they gave him the trap, though. He didn't see it coming, though, did he? Well,
5: and I think real quick on that, what what really mattered to Fox was not so much the the, the Dominion litigation or the smart tech, smart tattic. Smartmatic, excuse me, uh, litigation to come, but it was that that more um, personal litigation of of racial and um, sex discrimination that was being brought by his former executive producer, mm. and they the discovery on that probably revealed some things that Fox just did not want to be a part of. It harkened too much back to the other litigation that they've had um, uh, with um, Roger Ailes and others back uh, back. 16 and 17 Yeah. They're cleaning house they uh, cleaned Yeah. House, they're, man. you know. They Laura, Laura Trump and and Dan Bongino and 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 now Tucker Carlson all out in a week. Someone asked uh Eric Eric Trump tweeted out, you know, he said they they fired, you know, Laura Trump and and, and Dan Bongino and now and now they fired Tucker Carlson. What's going on in Fox? And my response was it's called an enema. <laughs> That's what it's called,
4: Eric. We are gonna stop on that note. That's a great now I love you, Michael Steele, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Tell people how they can find you if they want to write and find out what you're doing.
5: Sure. Yeah, if you want to check me out, you can find me on Twitter at Michael Steele on Spotable at Michael Steele. Um and certainly um, you can check out my website, website uh, the Michael Steele, MichaelSteelNetwork.com. I'm there. You can reach me there, send me emails, whatever.
4: He's Michael Steele. I've been Michael Kaya, and you guys have been amazing. I hope you really listen because some funny stuff went down and some wisdom snuck its way in there, too, because Michael talked to everybody. And today I'm talking to my main man, 100 grand, Michael Steele, and he put it down for a sporty crown. Now, listen, folks, you can also find me on my morning show, Five days a week. Okay. Show number 600. We just celebrated show number 600. Tell your mom and them they need to catch one of these two shows. So that's YouTube, Mike Kai Morning Show. And at iHeart, Michael talked to everybody. I'm telling your mama I'm on my way to talk to her. See you later. Have a magnificent day. Let no one steal your rainbow. And remember life is a garden if you dig it. See you later. Bye. I had a good time today. I hope y'all did too, man. Thank y'all for checking us out here at Michael Talks. To everybody. Hey, you can follow me, man. I'm easy to follow. I'm on Instagram, just under at Michael Kaya. I'm on TikTok. That's Michael kaya 135 I have a very sexy webpage called therealmichaelkaya.com. You know, you go over there, you can find out about my merchandise and what I'm doing and where all my shows are. Everything is right there. Or, if you really love me, you can go to my cash app. That's dollar sign, Michael Kaya's money. I'm playing with y'all, but I accept green stamp, food stamp, Canadian money. I'll take your bus transfer if you've got some time left on it. And my morning show, oh my goodness, the Michael Kaya morning show, that's 7 a.m. Pacific time, yo, five days a week. This has been a Raylock Group production. I'll see y'all later. (laughs)
2: Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay.
0: And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's
3: guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We
0: have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers, Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.